Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to God as I am. But I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Go to Leviticus 23. Leviticus 23. Levites. Uh, the Levites were the priests. Say they were the priests. These are the people whose entire life was dedicated to the work of the ministry, to the work of God. And in fact, Levi means, watch this, it means to be attached. Watch this. So, so, so it wasn't just something they could pick up and put down when they wanted to. They were attached to it. Uh, touch your neighbor. Say, say, just like I'm attached to Shalom. And since you're in church on a Wednesday night, touch them and say, just like I'm attached to our church. Leviticus 23.1, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel. He spoke to Moses and said, tell them this, Moses, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, these feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations or gatherings, say gatherings. These are my feasts. Touch your neighbor, say your, uh, God's feast. Your blessing. Say his feast, your breakthrough. Say his feast, your reset. Father, speak to us tonight with clarity that we will move and walk in everything that you have ordained tonight. Taylor, may customize this word for us, your people, as we have now navigated out of the year 5776 into the new spiritual year 5777. We leave the year of man and confusion and disorder and betrayal and rejection and bitterness, and we step over into seven, which is completion, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well and we thank you that it is so in jesus name somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats listen to this introduce tonight's message tell them shana tova shana tova shana tova you can be seated i didn't say shaka khan i said shana tova Tonight, we're gathered in white and gold or whatever you got on to welcome a new spiritual year. The year 5777. Say 5777. 
uh, we are gathered together because the Bible commands us to have a convocation, which means to physically gather together. We are now uh, in the year 5777. Say it, 5777. Say it again, 5777. What I love about this year that we have now stepped into, and perhaps you are unfamiliar with this concept, uh, in Genesis chapter 1, uh, and from chapter 1 to chapter, uh, from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 2 in chapter 1, there is a chasm of time. Say chasm. That means there is a period of time in which the Bible doesn't specifically record what was going on, but we know that something was going on. Uh, and then when you get to the next verse, go to verse 2, put it up on the screens. It says this. It says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Uh, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, between verse 1 and verse 2, there is a chasm of time. But when we step into verse 2 now, we step into the beginning of the time uh, since the Bible begins to count, bringing us to the the year 5777. So from verse 1 to verse 2, there could be a chasm of time, perhaps millions of years. But from verse 2 on, we are now 5777. Are you still here? Now, what I love about this particular year is God believes in playing the numbers. You've heard me teach you that before. It is called gematria, which is biblical numerology, meaning that every number has some spiritual significance. Say every number has spiritual significance. I uh, see the number one means unity. The number two means witness. The number five means grace. The number eight means new beginnings. The number 12 means perfect government. The number 10 means the best of the best or perfection. And when we look at the number seven, it is the number that means completion. It is now on the seventh day when God says, I'm done, so I'm resting. He did not rest because he was tired. He rested because he was done. He had labored for six days, which we don't know uh, that it was specifically six days. We just know that it was six measurements of time. He labored for six days, and then on the seventh day, he looked at everything that he made, and he said, I'm done doing everything I needed to do. Now I've set it in motion so it's complete, so it's finished, so it's done. It is shalom. Ain't none missing, ain't none lacking, ain't none broken, all is well. If he stopped after day one, he would have been done. If he stopped after day two, he wouldn't have been done. If he stopped after day three, he wouldn't have been done. If he stopped after day four, he wouldn't have been done. If he stopped after day five, he wouldn't have been done. If he stopped after day six, he wouldn't have been done. He had to get into seven. And when he got to seven, he said, there's nothing more for me to do. I've completed the work in which I set my hand to. Can I speak prophetically into somebody's life? Everything God has been needing to do in you, he says, I'm done with all of that now. I you're already healed and didn't even know it. You've already conquered some stuff and didn't even know it. Everything I needed to do in you, it's done. I ain't preaching to everybody, but I'm preaching to somebody. I want to talk to some people where this last spiritual year has been nothing but pure D hell for you. Seeming like issue after issue, problem after problem. Well, I came to tell you he's done. Yeah. Touch your neighbor say he may have not been preaching to you, but he's shown up preaching to me right now. Yeah, the worst is behind you. God says, I'm done. Judas is about to die. God says, I'm done. But... Shut your neighbor, say, he's done. Everything he needed to do, he's looking at it and saying, I'm done. 
I didn't taught you what I needed to teach you. I taught you not to run your mouth like that no more. I taught you that life and death were in the power of your tongue. I showed you who was really for you and who wasn't. I showed you that you could do it by yourself. I showed you you could survive suicide. I, I, I showed you you could survive depression. I showed you you could. Who am I preaching to tonight? Be seated, watch this. So God, he got to the seventh day. He got to the seventh day. And he said, everything I needed to do, verse 2, chapter 2, verse 3, he blessed it. Say, he blessed the day. Put it up. He, he blessed the seventh day and he what? Sanctified. Watch this. He set the day apart. Just like this spiritual year is going to be for you. You ain't never seen a little like what you're stepping into. Sanctify means to set apart. This year, there's going to be a difference between those that keep him first and those that don't. There's going to be a difference between those that serve him and those that don't. He's setting you apart. And every person that ever ran their mouth about you, and every person that ever said, you just got to that church, and you just do this and do that, this year they're going to see it pays. This year they're going to see it's been worth it. Then he blessed the seventh day. Say seven. Put it up. And sanctified it. Say he set it apart. Because in it, watch this, he rested. Now, why in the world does God need to rest? Bible says he never sleeps nor slumbers. So, 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 so him resting doesn't mean he laid down to take a nap. Him resting simply means everything I wanted to accomplish in the earth, I did it. But, 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 but watch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Say, stay with Bishop. But the truth of the matter is everything didn't seemingly had come together yet. What do you mean, Bishop? Because there were some trees that hadn't fully grown yet. But the seed was already in the ground. There were certain animals that hadn't fully matured, but they had already been birthed out into the earth. <laughs> but God says, I've already set into motion, watch this, everything I need to set into motion. So I don't have to hover over it to see if it's going to happen. If I said it, you believe it in that. Let me talk to this side of the church. Shut your neighbor and say, he's already set into motion everything you need that's why the scripture says and he's given us everything pertaining to life and to godliness God says it may look small like the size of a man's hand now but keep on looking at it because this year it's it's gonna blow up would you shake your neighbor and tell him it may look small now but it's about to blow up tell him you may look like you're at the bottom now but it's about to turn for you real quick. Say so you might be broke right now, but that's about to turn around. Somebody, if you believe it. God says, verse, he says, he says, as his divine power is given to us, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory and virtue. Go back to Genesis. Say, I have everything I needed. Let me tell you what happened to you this last spiritual year. There's some betrayal you dealt with. 
Who am I talking to? There's some hurt you dealt with. There's some stuff that hurts you deeply. There's some pain you dealt with. There's some tears you shed. It's some drama you went through. It's some folk you thought would always be with you and always turned out to be six months. It's some stuff you thought you couldn't live without until they took it. And then you discovered, well, I guess I can't live without it. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Well, I says, here's what God says. All of that was setting the stage for you. Touch your neighbor and say, it was necessary. Uh-huh, but Bishop, it hurt, but it was necessary. Bishop, I cried, but it was necessary. The book says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. You put your seed in 76. You getting your harvest in 77. High five your neighbor say, I'm getting my harvest now. The devil messed with the wrong one. They lied on the wrong one. They cheated on the wrong one. They gave up on the wrong one, sucker. You don't know, man, I'm about to get mine. Half of your neighbor say, I'm getting mine this year. Verse. Then God blessed the what? Seventh day. What day did he bless? The seventh day. And what did he do? sanctified he said come here seventh day come here he said he said to the seventh day he said one through six stay over there that's why some of you feel so alone right now because when you step into seven one through six can't come with you but you ain't by yourself you got a church full of folk that stepped over in the seven with you. Touch your neighbor and say, you ain't by yourself. Verse, verse, and it says, then God blessed the seventh day and said, come here. Because in it, say it. What day? Seventh day. What year is this? Seven. Seven. Seven, nine, three, eleven. Some of y'all know nothing about that. Say seventh day. Now I'm going to get to the message in a minute. Then God blessed the seventh day and he said, come here. See, see, watch this. In six, you had too much baggage. You had too many hang-ups. You had too much attitude. You had too much drama. You had too much low self-esteem. You had too much discouragement. You had too much depression. So God said, come here, seven. Come here. All that stuff from one through six, you stay over there. Matter of fact, watch this. There's some folk you tried to bring back in your life and God wouldn't let it happen. Reason he wouldn't let it happen is because he said one through six got to stay over there. Verse, then God blessed the seventh day, and he what? What did he say to it? Come here. Because in it, he rested. Say, he rested. From all his work. Well, look, look at me, church. Look at me, church. All the hell you went through last year? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I need to let you know a secret. I know you was buking and binding the devil. But I need to tell you who was working the night shift. That's why even when you prayed, it wouldn't change. Because God says, you can't pray me out of this. 
me talk to somebody over here. That's why when you pray, nothing happened. That's why when you pray, nothing changed. Because God says, I'm the one doing this. And it looks bad, but I work all things together for your good. What's this? Verse? What's it? Because in it, what is it? Seventh day. What year is this? 57, 77. He rested. God says, all that stuff you dealt with in six. He says, I know it messed with you. I know it took you to emotional places you've never been. I know you were thinking thoughts you never thought you'd think. I wish I had somebody honest here. I know you were dealing with trouble you never thought you'd deal with. I know you were facing stuff you never thought you'd face. But God says, I was working. Amen. Amen. Can, 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 can. Isaiah 45, verse, verse, verse 5. I want to show you something. Be seated. I want to show you something. Be seated. You're going to probably be standing a lot more soon. Say, so he was working. Now, how many in this last spiritual year, which would be from around this time last year to uh, th- th- this year to last year, how many folk, you had some stuff go down? Stuff go down is an urban colloquial that was mean. Man, how, how many, let's just be honest, you dealt with some stuff and, and the pressure was so intense, you knew you needed to pray, but you're like, I'm going to pray soon I finish cussing. See, thank you for the five honest people. Thank you for the ten honest people. How many said, uh, you dealt with some stuff, you're like, I'm going to pray as soon as I go get him a piece of my mind. Let me go handle this right over here, and then I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to say, Lord, forgive me. I already know what I'm going to do is. Touch your neighbor and say, he was working. Six was designed to make you deal with stuff in you. You've been avoiding. You've been running from. You've been ignoring. You've been pretending like wasn't there. You've been pretending, I'm good, I'm good, Shalom, I'm on 10. And God says, yeah, well, I need you to be there for real. I don't want you to call things to be not as though they were. I want you to be able to say you on 10 and that be the truth. Say he was working. Here it is. I am the Lord, Isaiah 45, 5. And there is no other. There is no God beside me. I will gird you though you have not known me. God says, God says, look at me, church. Look at me, Wednesday. God says, I needed to show you some more of me. You knew me as Savior. I wanted you to meet me as Lord. Savior means I just get you out of trouble. Lord means I run the show. Okay, watch this. This year, this ain't for everybody, it's for somebody. You learned some stuff that, that, that where you thought you was in charge. And, and watch this, watch this. You thought you were in charge because you had the illusion that you had influence with people that you really didn't have. Bishop, how do you know that? Because you said so-and-so will never do that to me. So-and-so will never treat me like that. So-and-so will never do this. God says, you're going to learn today. I'm in charge. Verse, I am the Lord, and beside me there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me. Look at verse 6. That they may know from the rising of the sun. Come on, talk to me, church. To its setting, that there is none beside me, 
I am the Lord and there is no other. Not your job. Not your friends. Not your husband. Not your wife. Not your children. Not your nieces, your nephew, your cousins. Not your play cousin. Watch verse 7 though. I form the light. Watch it. And I make the darkness. What was he doing in six? He was working. Touch your neighbor and say, that wasn't the devil. See, Bishop, how do you know? That's why it didn't kill you. That's why you couldn't commit suicide. That's why you couldn't quit. That's why you couldn't give up. Because God says, I initiated this. Verse, he says, I create verse, he said, I make peace and create calamity. Bishop seemed like I just woke up and all hell broke loose. I make peace, God said. And I create calamity. Bishop, they said they was going to do it, then they changed their mind. I create calamity. They, 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 they told me they were going to do this and they didn't do it. I create calamity. You ain't getting it, you ain't getting it, you ain't getting it, you ain't getting it. I don't know what, I, I didn't have the money to do it. I create calamity. I, I, I don't know why they walked out on me. I create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Why? Next verse. Actually, we go back to verse 6, because if I go verse 8, we're going to go a whole other place. He said, because you need to know from the rising of the sun to its setting, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. So, so watch this, watch this. Now we go back to Genesis. Watch this. I'm going to get to the message. Watch this. <laughs> then God blessed the seventh day and said, come here. He sanctified it because he said, I'm done with calamity. I'm done teaching you what I needed to teach you. For this stage of your life. Now there's more lessons. There's more to learn. There's more to grow. So, so don't think you're done. Don't think you've arrived. But, but, but God says. But for seven. Everything I need to do. I did it. Every. Poisonous person around you. I needed to purge. I purged them. Let me talk to the church over here. Every mindset in you I needed to challenge, I've challenged. And it may not be finished because maybe he just introduced it in the seed format. But if he put the seed in the ground, the harvest is a guarantee. So touch your neighbor and say, even if it's not fully complete in manifestation, it is complete in ingestion. What does that mean? He's already put it in your life. What's it? What's it? Then God blessed us every day. I'm getting to the message. And he did what to it? Sanctified him. Because in it, he rested. From all the work which God had created and made. 
What's this? What's this? Leave the verse up. Say, he created and he made. Say, he created and he made. Say it again. He created and he made. Now, you don't understand there's a difference between the two. What do you mean created? Created means he took something that did not exist and caused it to exist. Made means he took things present and transformed them into something different. You're not understanding what I'm saying. You're not understanding what I'm saying. He says he created and he made. God says, uh, in six, there was some stuff I needed to do where it hadn't been done yet in your life. So I needed to create some stuff. But then there's some stuff God says, the ingredients were all present. I just needed to make it into something. Say so he created and he made. Say it one more time. He created and he made. So here we are, the message. We are in the year 5777. We are in the year 5777. We are in the year 5777. What's this? What's this? Sweet Jesus, help me, Lord. God plays the numbers, right? So if God plays the numbers, what numbers has he positioned his people for this year? Say again. Now, now it couldn't be 77, 77 because that'd be 2,000 years from now. You're going to be gone from here. Touch the neighbor and say, you won't be here. <laughs> You're going to be on a trip. But watch this. Touch the neighbor and say, stay with Bishop. 57, 77. Say it with me. So five is grace. favor God adding his super to your natural watch this which means this year watch this what seemed like took heaven hell and earth to get done last year if he's adding his super to your natural watch this you're going to take one little step but get one big old breakthrough let me speak to y'all you're going to sow one little seed, get one big old harvest. Because he says, I'm adding my super to your natural. Touch your neighbor and say, that's what this year is. Okay, but watch the next part, though. 57, 77. Three sevens. Shalom. 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 I, 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 I think you missed it already. I think you missed it already. I, I think you missed it already. I think you missed it already. I think you missed it already. I think you missed it. Doesn't ever say it's simple. It's simple. This ain't even deep. 
God says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let something be established. Means anytime I see something repeat itself, it is because God is wanting to make sure that we understand the principle behind whatever it is he's repeating. Fifty seven, seven, seven. T -t Touch your neighbor, say, say, say six. six. Created. Created some mess, some, mess. Some, drama. some drama, some issues, some, issues. some problems. Some this, year, this year, that's all cleaned up. You. Now, 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 now watch this. Go, go with me. Go flow, flow with me here. God, nor the Bible, is based off of the Gregorian calendar named after Pope Gregory the 13th that we use. It goes from January to December. Instead, the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. And those months are the months. I'm going to go quickly, so get the CD or the auto message. Nisan, Iyar, uh, Sivan, Tammuz, Av, Elul, Tishri, Sheshvan, Kislev, Tevet, Shavat, Ador. Now get the tape or CD. See, look, see, I'm, uh, get the CD. I ain't said tape in years. So get the CD or auto message. Watch this. The Hebrew calendar actually has four different starts to it, the calendar depending on the purpose. But the civil year, which is when the number changes, changes at Rosh Hashanah, known as the Feast of Trumpets. Now, this is significant because this concept communicates that God is constantly offering resets and new beginnings in us by design. He built a calendar so that it resets every, uh, uh, every three months. Because it has four different starts. The Hebrew calendar has four different starts depending on the purpose. Touch your neighbor and say the reset's built in. Uh, which means God says uh, this, this year you need to understand even if you felt like you get stuck, you felt like you messed up, you felt like you messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up, I've created a reset in the program. Which means, watch this, for everybody who feels like you've wasted too much of your life, you've wasted too much of your time, there's more days behind you than there are in front of you. I'm going to tell you the devil is a lie and his mammy is too. I'm going to tell you God says there is still great things that are going to come out of your life. I built resets into the program. I programmed it into the operating system. Touch your neighbor and say he built it in. Now, I says, this concept, God says, I've built in resets and new beginnings by design. Now, now watch this. Now, say Shana Tova. Now, now I, I, want you to, I want you to remember this word because there's another thing I want to introduce into your dictionary and, and to your repertoire of words that you use on a daily basis. Say Shana Tova. Now, watch this. Here's what that means in Hebrew. It means you have a good year. It's not just happy new year. It's you have a good year. In Hebrew. What does that mean, Bishop? God says, more than just your circumstances changing. The greatest change is what's going on in you, not what's happening around you. Because if you'll fix what's going on in you, it'll automatically change what's going on around you. So look at your neighbor and speak prophetically into him. Talk real strong to him. Say, Shana Tova. Say, you have a good year. See, I don't care what's going on in the election. You have a good year. I don't care what's going on around me. You have a good year. I don't care what's happening on Bay Street, that street, Wall Street. You have a good year. Holla, Shana Tova. Now, now, look at this, look at this, look at this. Feasts, feasts. In the Bible, 
there were feasts. We started in Leviticus. I'm almost done. There were feasts. Feasts in the scripture, it means an appointed time. Say an appointed time. Uh, or or it, it means more specifically a kairos moment. There were two Greek words, the language of our New Testament for time. One is chronos, which means to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But then there was kairos. Kairos meant that there was a quality of time. Specifically, kairos means heaven has chosen to invade earth. The concept of the feast was that during these times, watch this, while your prayer, praise, and worship could set an appointment with God, a feast is when God sets an appointment with you. This is why I said everybody has to be in the building. Watch this, because the book says, such a name said the book says, the book says have a holy convocation, not a holy stream. If you can be in the building. Which means gather together. Touch your neighbor and say, we follow that instruction. Now, now, now watch this, watch this. Uh, it means, it, watch this, a feast is an appointed time. Say appointed time. It is a meeting between God and men, watch this, that God sets. Now that's important because you often want to go to God when you need him. During a feast, God says, I need you. You want him to answer when you cry. During a feast is him saying, come on, let's talk. Touch your neighbor and say, I came to my appointment. And I will not be disappointed. And I will not be denied. Seven. Watch this. Here's the concept. The concept was simple. If you missed your appointment, another wasn't scheduled until the same time the feast repeated in the next year. Which means, which means seven wouldn't mean nothing to you if you decided to skip the convocation. Seven means nothing to you if you treat it casually. The, the, the trumpets mean nothing if you treat it like it's just some other day on the schedule. But you, since you chose to honor what's important to him, and I know some of you had to fight through hell just to get here tonight. God says, I got good news for you. Since you made it important to you, I'm going to make you important to me. Somebody holler, Shana Tova. Put to somebody, say, you have a good year. Be seated. Almost done. There are seven major feasts in the Bible. There are a few minor feasts, but there are seven major feasts. Say seven major feasts. All of the feasts ultimately point to Jesus as the Messiah or the Savior as a way for the Jews to believe and to fill everything that was prophesied about the coming Messiah in the scriptures. Now, since the feasts are fulfilled in the Messiah, who is Jesus, who is God in the flesh, he is three anthropos, so much God, you can't believe he's man, so much man, you can't believe he's God. Anybody that's a Christian now is presented with the opportunity to meet with God. So, so don't, 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 don't say, well, that's a Jewish feast. No, it's ours. Don't say that's a Hebrew feast. No, it's ours. Touch your neighbor and say, this belongs to us now. See, watch this. Whenever you don't honor something, he'll take it and give it to somebody that does. Whenever you don't appreciate something, he'll take it and give it to somebody that does. So because the Jews didn't appreciate it, God says, I'm going to take it and I'm going to give it to some people that don't even know that they need it. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad tonight that he gave me what they treated like trash, that he gave it to me. Because since he gave it to us, I can say, Shana Tova, you have a good year. I tell you to point to yourself, say, you have a good year. 
You ain't going to be broke down this year. You ain't going to be discouraged this year. You ain't going down this year. You ain't going to be depressed this year. You ain't losing this year. Ah. So look. Look. So the blessings of the feast don't just apply to Hebrews now, but to any Christian. How many major feasts are there? Seven. I'm almost done. Seven is the biblical number of completion. So we read from Genesis where the concept of the meaning of seven comes from because it was the seventh day, seven, where we see the picture of entering into God's rest or his shalom through the seven feasts. But watch the convergence. Say convergence. Convergence is when things intersect, when they cross. And since there's no coincidence, it can only be divine convergence. What do you mean no coincidence? There's no Hebrew word for coincidence, which means they don't exist. What you call a coincidence, God says, was a convergence. I needed you to see that. I needed you to recognize that. I needed you to look at that. I needed you to walk over there. I needed you to drive down there. I needed you to stand over there. I needed you to sit over here. I needed you to, I needed you to do that because there is no coincidence. There's only convergence. You still here? Now, now, say seven. I'm almost done. Watch the convergence. There's seven major feasts. We've stepped into the new spiritual year, 57, 77. Now, some of y'all trying to get deep, like, see, in 77 is 49, and I'm about to turn 50, and see, no, 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 you're going too deep. Don't do that. Touch him. Say, don't do that. No, no, <laughs> See, seven plus seven is 14, and my son's finna turn 15. Look at God. No, no, no. No, you just, no, don't do that. 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 That's, that you're getting the weird stuff when you do that. And people be talking about they got codes to figure out who that, this and that and all that, and just crazy. Touch your neighbor say, don't do that. Watch the convergence. Seven feasts, 57, 77, all happening in your lifetime. Which means God says you were born. Watch this. For such a time as this, watch this, not just to sit up and talk about what I can do, but you finna show some folk what I can do. Would you high five your neighbor and say, you ain't just gonna talk to talk no more. You about to walk to walk. They're gonna see you walk to walk. That's why you had to be born. That's why you couldn't die in that accident. That's why you couldn't have died from that cancer. That's why you couldn't have been aborted. That's why you couldn't have been thrown away. Because God says, I need you to be here for this divine convergence. Wait a minute, convergence. When two things cross, touch your neighbor say the convergence is going to have you on 10. 57, 77, and 7. Uh, I says. Say, say no accidents. No accident. Now, no, no, watch this, watch this, watch this. There, there are four spring feasts, Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, and the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, or it's also called the Feast of Harvest. How many, how many spring feasts are there? Four. Feast of the Passover, then the Feast of Unleavened Bread, then the Feast of First Fruits, then the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, or Harvest, is that called? that's called. And I've taught you on these before, and there's teachings in the bookstore and camp I want you to get your hands on. Touch your neighbor, so you need to learn this. Because if you pay attention to your life, you'll be able to track certain things happening around the feast. Let me prove it to you. Every fall, you get betrayed. 
Ain't, ain't nobody experienced that? Every fall, you get shocked and surprised by what somebody does. Why? Because God says, I need to kick them out before the year change is over. You just thought it was because it was fall. You didn't know it's because the end of the spiritual year was there. You're still here. See, see the, feasts, the feasts are really the way you track what's really going on and what's really happening in your life. So watch this now. There were four spring feasts, but then there are three fall feasts. Say fall feasts. The first, which is where we're at tonight, and then we're done, is the Feast of Trumpets, uh, which is also called Rosh Hashanah. Now say trumpets. Now in the scripture, the Hebrews had what was called the Shofar. And the Shofar, you heard if you were here at the beginning of this experience, the Shofar was the ram's horn. Now it was used for a couple of different things, say two uses. Two primary uses. There were a few others, but two primary uses. The first was that the ram's horn was used. They would place oil in it. And when they'd place oil in it, they'd use it to anoint someone for a specific purpose. The anoint, the word anoint means to smear. They would smear the oil, which represented being sanctified or set apart. The anointing oil had five different ingredients to it, which is why it represented favor and grace. You still here? Isaiah chapter 10 says that it is that anointing oil that breaks every yoke. You've learned this year uh, from the previous series that we've been in, and really all through this year from Deuteronomy 22.10. The scripture says, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. And what keeps them together is the yoke. Watch this now. So it was the oil that had the ability to break the yoke. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, this, this is significant. Touch your neighbor and say, stay with Bishop. So they would use the ram's horn to anoint. It was the ram's horn that was used to anoint David in the midst of his brethren. It was interesting because his brothers hated on him and God said, I'm going to promote you right in front of him. Let me interject this for somebody who's been dealing with some family drama. God says, I'm going to put some oil on you in front of him. See, watch this. David's brothers always used to say to him, he just thinks he's better than us. He just thinks he's this. He just thinks he's this. He just thinks he's this. And you were amazed because you always tried to dumb yourself down and water yourself down. Who am I preaching to? Just to go around them. And you were amazed that they would catch an attitude with you when you kept watering yourself down just to go be around them. And they had the nerve to say what they said about you. That's what they said about David. So when David goes out to fight Goliath, they're, they're saying, well, David, we know how you are. You just always doing this and you always doing that and always doing that. But what's interesting is he was the only one out there fighting. He was the only one out there willing to go take Goliath's head off. They're talking about you for battles they ain't willing to fight. Who am I? They're criticizing you for stuff they ain't willing to do. You're willing to work and make it happen and make it say something, do something, move something. And them suckers are talking about you for stuff they won't even do. So let me tell you what seven is. He says, I'm going to anoint you right in front of them. And they ain't going to be able to do it and sit back and look at you and say, this is the Lord's doing. Then it's. Doesn't even say he's going to do it in front of them. Watch this. And then they're going to be saying, you know what? Watch this. I apologize. You think you can get your bishop to pray for me? 
You think you can pray for me? You think you can go get this for me? You think you're going to do this for me? You still here? Now, they used the ram's horn. Be seated. To anoint. That was one of the primary uses. But then they also used the ram's horn. They used the ram's horn. Look something like this. Look something like this. They used this ram's horn. And they would blow the ram's horn. And when they blew it, watch this. Look at me, church. Look at me. When they'd blow it, they were calling order to all of the disorder. Look at me, Wednesday night. Look at me, 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 look at me. It's so annoying. Look at me, look at me. Okay, watch this. Watch this. They said, how are we going to call all these animals, all of these, all these merchants, all of all of this, all of that. How are we going to call all this stuff into order? How are we going to do that? They said, what we're going to do is use the ram's horn. And when the people hear the ram's horn, it's going to call everything that is out of order. And it is going to call it into order. Watch this. So the people have to be trained, watch this, to know the sound so they know how to respond when they hear the sound. Do, do you, remember, you remember Lion King, the cartoon movie? Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, yes, that's for young people. Then why you got it on your Netflix watch next list? Or watch later or whatever. Watch this. Do you remember at the beginning when they were playing that song and, and, and one of the animals blew? And when the elephants blew, it was the elephants. And when the elephants blew their trunks, all the animals heard and they ran to Pride Rock because somebody was getting ready to be anointed. Simba was getting ready to be. And they said, there's a new prince getting ready to come forth. There's a new heir to the throne getting ready to come forth. So everything's got to be called into order. God says the feast of trumpets is I'm turning all the attention on you. Because I'm getting ready to raise you up right in front of everybody. Shut your neighbor and say, pay attention. Be seated. When the elephants blew their trunks, everybody was trained to stop what they were doing and to go, watch this, to see the king. Watch this. And who did the king have with him? Rafiki. I taught you this before in, in, in the gospel according to Simba. Rafiki was, was Mufasa's man of God. They came to see the king and they came to see the man of God because something was getting ready to not go down but getting ready to turn up. What's this? What's this? What's this? So the ram's horn, the shofar, would be blown to call things to order. And you couldn't ignore it when you had been trained to listen for it. 
Well, watch this. Let me help somebody. Watch this. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know, I know about your response. That's why what you've been dealing with lately, it ain't big stuff that's frustrating you. It's small stuff that's irking and working your last nerve. Y'all not saying nothing to me. What was this? What's this? Because, because you ain't even mad about the big stuff. The big stuff, you're like, I ain't nobody worried about that. This little stuff over here. I can't take no more of that. Good news. That means the horn's blowing. Well, uh, Bishop, 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 how do you know that? How, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you know that? Well, what's it? Well, the Holy Ghost is one way, but it's right here, though. Well, what's it? Be seated. I'm almost done. I promise. What else is? Say disorder must go. Once the people were trained to hear it, they couldn't ignore it or they'd be in sin. For directly and deliberately rebelling against the order to gather. Watch. So when God, watch this, is announcing a new year, the reason little things are bothering you is because you're saying, why aren't you in order? This is responding. This is responding. This is responding. This is responding. All this little stuff over here doesn't seem to be responding. What the problem is? That's southern vernacular for what's the problem. Watch this, I'm almost done. So if it was ignored, a person, watch this, would bring judgment on themselves. Now, can I walk you through this real quick through the scripture so you can see? Now, the sound of the sofar was meant to do this, to awaken its listener from their slumber. What's this? Some folks don't sleep to sleep. They sleep to escape. What's this? Some folk, the reason they drink is because it's an escape. Truth be told, they don't even like it. They just don't know how else to escape. Reason they smoke is because they're trying to escape. The reason they, they cuss a lot is because they're trying to escape. Me and your neighbor know exactly what we're talking about. You leave us alone. We're having a private conversation right now. Watch this. Watch this. Many of the things you do in life, watch this, that you know you ought not do, is because you're in slumber mode. And when you're in slumber mode, you don't pay attention to what you ought to pay attention to because you're just trying to escape slumber party. You're just trying to escape I know I ain't got no business talking to them, but I need an escape. I know I ain't got no business going to eat with them, but I need an escape. I know I ain't got no business running up in there, but I need an escape. I know I ain't got, y'all not going to say nothing to me, but I need an escape because I'm in slumber. But at Rosh Hashanah, it was to awaken the people from their slumber. 
watch this I prophesy to you every area in your life you've not been focused the way you should be where you've been sleeping where you've been slumbering the ram's horn is awakening you from your slumber touch your neighbor say wake up seven is going to be a year of productivity for you from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, you're going to look at your day and say, I got a lot done today. I've been productive today. I made some progress today. Uh, what's this? Say, I'm awakening from my slumber. See, sometimes we slumber because we think we got more time than we do. And so I said this a few weeks ago, so we play with life. That's why the psalmist said, teach me to number my days. You're counting up, heaven's counting down. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have forever. Maximize every day. Which means, watch this. You know why? Watch this. There's some folks you, need to, you just need to look at them and say, you know why? Let me tell you. Here's the reason I ain't finna let you work me up. It's because I got a limited amount of time on this planet to do what I got to do. And I ain't spending more than 60 seconds dealing with you. Bye, Felicia. Ain't nobody got time for that. I declare there's a grace coming upon you where you don't even waste time on folk that don't even deserve to have the time wasted. Reason you ain't gonna make me angry is because I ain't even got time to be angry. You're gonna waste seven minutes of my time and I ain't got seven minutes to wait because this year I'm awakening from my slumber. Get up, get up, get up. Come out of that valley. Come out of that depression. Come out of that discouragement. Get What's this? Be seated. I'm almost done. Blowing the shofar called things to order, which meant disorder had to go. Said had to go. Said has to go. Now before you start trying to sweep the porch, clean the bedroom. Mr. what are you trying to say? Now, literally, some of y'all, that's literal. <laughs> literally, you need to go home tonight, take off your white, and clean up what I messed up. Do -do -do. You, know, you know, you remember that one? <laughs> that's an old quartet song. Y'all don't know nothing about that. All the millennials, you don't even know what a quartet is. This, uh, you don't even know what it is. Right. Now, now, watch this. Now, watch this. It was to alert the people. So, so first, say call to order. Say number two, say this order must go. Say number three, I'm awakening from my slumber. You've been asleep. Because watch this. Look, look at me. Look at me. You've been complaining about stuff. You had the power to change. Y'all not saying that to me. You sitting up here getting emotional about stuff you could just fix with a conversation. You sitting up here getting mad about stuff you could just get. Y'all not going to say that. God says, you sitting up here, sleep. Until the trumpet blows. Until the ram's horn blows. Now, now say, I'm awakening from my slumber. Well, watch this now. Watch this. I'm almost done. But it was to alert the final piece to this, to alert the people of the coming judgment. Now, now watch this. That's not negative. Say that's not negative. The coming judgment that's finalized on the day of atonement. 
God, after the Rosh Hashanah would begin, there were what were called 10 days of awe. We're already in them. Because watch this, officially Rosh Hashanah began Sunday. So when we come in here next Wednesday, we will be at the Day of Atonement. You see, count the days, that's 10. Say 10 days of awe. So on the Day of Atonement, watch this, God's already announcing to you, and I'm going to give you a couple more things and then we're done, what this year is supposed to mean for you. What you do in between trumpets and atonement decides he finally decides on the day of atonement what the year will bring for you watch this that's why even these last few days you've been getting pushed to the edge who am i preaching to who am i preaching to these last few days you've been like because the enemy knows that if you mess up now Come day of atonement, you will get a negative judgment concerning your year. But I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus that you ain't going to mess up between now and atonement. Now, let me clarify what I mean by messing up. I'm not talking about making mistakes. Watch this. Listen to me, church. I'm not talking about making mistakes. I'm not talking about that. Watch this. I'm talking about you letting your lips... Come on, be a good church, all my e-devotional readers. Sink your ship. Once they were called to order, watch this. Every and anything they spoke between trumpets and atonement, judgment was made that they'd have what they said in that year. That's why you've been dealing with pressure that has been provoking you to say stuff who am I preaching to it's been provoking you to say stuff which is why sometimes watch this I know if I'm preaching to some folks that's really been dealing with it sometimes you'll feel like you're looking at yourself okay okay where the real folk at where the real folk at where the real folk at sometimes you'll feel like you're looking at yourself and be like, why are you even going to say that? Because between trumpets and atonement, whatever you say that you didn't fix by atonement, heaven says, that's going to be their year. So if they said, I'm sick of so-and-so, all of seven, they're going to be sick of so-and-so. If they say, I ain't got this, all of seven, they ain't going to have this. If they say, I can't take this no more, all of seven, it's going to be depression after depression after depression after depression. If they say, I just can't deal with this no more, all of seven, they ain't going to be able to deal with nothing. They're going to be a big old punk. By punk, I mean one who is acting weak when they really need to get some strength because what they're facing ain't stronger than them. That's what I mean when I say that. Hebrew, read your Bible. (laughs) I'm just joking. Watch this. I'm done. Watch this, church. What you didn't say it since Sunday? Eh. Watch this. Watch this. But who's been behind it? We just learned, church. God says, did you listen when he said reset? I'm going to test you. 
You're going to learn today. Did you listen when he said be a hellraiser? Did you listen to all them series he preached? Today? Did you listen to anything I sent the man of God to say? Did you listen to anything? I'm going to test it Sunday. I'm going to test it Monday. I'm going to test it Tuesday. I'm going to test it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And come next Wednesday, we're going to make final judgment concerning your seven. See, that's why some of y'all, that's why sometimes you'll be like, Bishop, I spoke good, and I don't know what happened. Because, because what you didn't understand is whatever you speak during what I call the 10 days of awe that you don't fix by the time atonement comes, heaven says that's what the year will be for them. So it doesn't matter just that it was decreed from here if you went out and damned it up out there. You catching this principle? Now give me five more minutes, five more minutes. I got five on it. Five minutes. <laughs> Say 10 days of awe. So here's where you're at, church, between now and atonement. It's a time of prayer. Now, we get that, right? But it's prayer concerning the new year. This is the head of the year. So you're setting the tone for the spiritual year. And what I love about it is that you get a three-month jump start on the actual year before we go over from December into January. You got it? Just touching it so you get a head start. See, that's what I love about God. He's always giving us an advantage, always giving us favor. So before 17 gets here, he says, you get three months to get this together. Watch. Say prayer about this year. So this is the time, let me give you some very practical things, where you begin to reevaluate your targeted prayer list. Your targeted prayer list is stale. Now, I know it's stale because some of you ain't changed it since you learned to do it in 2008. Your, your, your targeted prayer list is, is like some old Cheetos. It's just, don't nobody want it. Just stale. Touch your neighbor and say, this is the time to update your targeted prayer list. If you don't know what I'm talking about, take care of you so you can figure out what that is. Okay, I don't have time to reteach that. Now, here's the second thing. Say consecration. Between now and atonement, this is not the time to just be hanging out with everybody. This is, this is not the time to just be running to everybody's house. And really, to be honest, ain't no time to be doing all that. But this is especially not the time. Watch this. Because during this time, if the enemy wants to get you to curse yourself with your words, and he knows he can't get you, he'll get somebody around you to introduce a spirit to you so that now you'll say stuff that really wasn't you but was them, spoken vicariously through you. Say consecration. Okay, so that means this is the time to set yourself apart. Say, set myself apart. So this ain't the time to go to group lunch. No, no, no. You hear me? This is the and watch what's going to happen to some of y'all tomorrow. I'm buying lunch for everybody. And you're going to be like, where are we going? Oh, we're going to the most expensive restaurant in the area. My treat. I'm finna just go on the Jamba Juice. I'm finna just go on. Go on the Why? Say consecration. Time to set yourself apart. Okay? Now, now, between now and when? Atonement. Why? Because watch this. It's like giving birth. You can't contaminate it now. It's the head of the year. Say, I can't contaminate it now. 
All right. This is also a time of repentance. Say repentance. repentance. Between now and atonement, everybody you've done wrong and that you know you've done wrong, that you prayed one of them, I'm going to fix it with Jesus prayers and hope they kind of catch it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's some, some folk you know you did dirty. And you were like, Jesus, I just please tell them for me. Let's relay the message, please. Tell them in a dream. Here's what I'm not saying to do. Don't go opening doors that need to stay closed. You understand what I'm saying? Don't go back. You an ox now. Don't go back opening doors to asses. Now, for those of you not familiar with the scriptures, if it's your first time, I don't want you to think I'm cussing. Put it up. Deuteronomy 2210 and King James Version so that they know. And then I'm going to have you read it so then if anybody cuss, you cuss. Deuteronomy 2210, King James Version. Here it is. One, two. Ready, read, church. Okay, so I'm not saying go find all the asses you dealt with this last year and be like, What's, what's yourself doing? But I'm just calling, and I, I'm not saying go, go, go try to go do that. Because here's what'll happen: asses know how to reconnect yokes quickly. Because you'll be like, I just called to apologize. Uh, please forgive me for everything I did. Hold up, hold up, hold up, though. What you doing right now? You know, you were just on my mind the other day. I was hoping you called me. Watch this. And then if they're good, if they're good ass, they'll twist the words on you. This must be God. Now, ass means donkey, okay? This is the Lord's doing. How did you know this? I'm not saying do that. So for some folk that you know where to ask, probably the best thing to do is just send a letter with no return address. I- I'm being serious, church. You know, send a message, get you one of them little fake numbers and send a message and be like, sign so-and-so and then delete it or something. I don't know. Okay, but I'm saying is don't open the door to an ass and then curse a new year because you decided you were going to break the commandment. He says, do not plow with an ox and ass together. So that's not what I'm saying. That's not what he's saying. So some folks, you don't need to reinitiate no connection. You just send them a letter, no return address. No, I'm serious. This is just this return address is Colorado, <laughs> Texas, <laughs> the kingdom. <laughs> On 10, where you are not, because <laughs> you, you don't qualify. Asses don't qualify. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I just, okay, and then this is also the time. Watch this. Here's what else you're going to have to do. Part of this repentance thing is not only are you going to have to repent to people you did wrong, Got it? And so, and some of y'all is folk in here tonight before they leave church. You need to say, every time you be saying hi to me, I don't say nothing to you, and, 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 and I'm wrong. <laughs> and I apologize. Okay. And then leave it right there. Well, come on, let's go talk. No, no, no. You just heard what he said. <laughs> I need to consecrate myself. <laughs> Now, watch this, church. Ben says, watch this. Not only do you need to repent, so anything you did, change your mind. To people and God. Say people and God. God. Say people and God. God. Don't just be like, well, me and God got it straight. That's not how he works. 
If you don't have it right with people, he says, if you have an ought against your brother, which brings me to the next point, God says, when you ask for forgiveness, we don't hear you. So here's the next component to what you got to do over these next 10 days, or between, well, you got seven days now. That's good. Sometimes, some of you like pressure, so here it is. <laughs> You're like, I just work fast under a deadline. Great, here it is, seven days. Really, six. You know? Well, watch this, church. Watch this. But then there's some folks you need to forgive. And I'm not talking about that. I just forgive them in the name of Jesus. I loose it and let it go. Hallelujah. I can't stand so and so. Test the name and say real forgiveness. You know you've really forgiven when you look back on the situation. You're, you no longer get emotional. If you still get emotional, you ain't forgave. You're you calling things that be not as though they were. I'm done. I went way over my time. T- touch your neighbor say forgiveness. Okay, so it is a time of prayer. Specifically, updating your what? Number two, a time of consecration. Number three, a time of? Number four, a time of? And lastly, number five, it's a time of fasting. They said, we just came off a fast, and you're going on another one. But this one's, this one's a little different. Touch your neighbor and say, this one's a little different. Now, it's the Bible, church. It's the Bible. I looked for every scripture I could to get us around it. <laughs> I was searching for scriptures. I said, well, maybe he just meant run fast or something. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. So say next Wednesday. So next Wednesday, we fast until the sun goes down. The beauty of it is, that's earlier these days. So from midnight into Wednesday, okay, to the sundown, okay, so now let me clarify sundown, because some of y'all, you'd be like, it's going down. <laughs> Don't that count, Bishop? <laughs> so look, there's a, there, look up over there. You see how dark that is? <laughs> okay, okay. All right. And when the sun is down, not mean still in the process of setting, but done. More specifically, here's the time. Six o'clock. Okay? So here's the beauty. The bookstore is going to have some good eating for you. That way you ain't in praise and worship mad. <laughs> Just need to eat. Jesus, I need to eat. Jesus, please. Give me a cheeseburger, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you can tell when a congregation's hungry. Because they stop shouting and doing like, that's right, Bishop. That's right. He right. He sure lives. That's right, Bishop. That's right. Mm, that's right. That's right. When are we fasting, church? Wednesday. Until from midnight going into Wednesday. So if you want to eat late, you can eat late. Okay. If you want to do, if that's if you're about that life, and then if if, <laughs> and and then and then until when? Sundown, which is six o'clock. Who's gonna feed you? The bookstore. Or you can grab something on the way, but some of y'all, you can't grab nothing on the way. You're going to need to grab it at the campus. Amen. Amen. So what, 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 what are we doing between now and Wednesday? What's first thing? Next. 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 Got it. Now, here it is. 
<clears throat> Numbers 29.1. I'm done. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you should make a holy convocation. You should do no customary work for it to you as a day of a blowing of trumpets. Now, remember, it says seven months because remember, there's how many starts to the Hebrew year? Four. So it's counting from one of the agricultural times. Leviticus 23.4. Speak to the children of Israel, saying, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest. Memorial, a blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by what? Fire to the Lord. You got it? Okay. So now, what else that tell us? Come on, church. Leviticus 23, 5, or 25. Come on, Leviticus 23, 25. Come on, verse. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer what? Made by what? To the what? So, so here, here, here it is. You ready, church? So here's, what, here, so here's what God asks for on trumpets. God says, I want an offering from you that hurts you. Now, listen. You read it for yourself. Fire there deals with sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Now, when I say hurt, I, I don't, don't take that out of context. When I say hurt, it means a sacrifice. Say sacrifice. So for somebody, a sacrifice might be $20 because that's all they got. That's sacrifice. Now, what I can tell you is he's not a God that's going to let you lack if you keep him first and you give him. For some, it might be 200 For some, it might be 2000 For some, it might be 20000 For some, it might be 200000 Come on up there. Live up there. Come on. Shum on. Shum on. For some, it might be two million. Are you here, church? Now, he says we should do that, and what day does he tell us to do that? Blowing of the trumpets, which is today. Now, watch this. Here's what I need you to get. His last piece of this. Last piece of this. Say last piece of this. Uh, that there was a need for the watchfulness and preparedness in connection with the Feast of Trumpets. And it's echoed and re-echoed throughout the New Testament in connection uh, with the Lord's coming. Matthew 24, 42 says this, Watch therefore, for you, knew, uh, for you do not know the hour your Lord does come. Now, uh, Bishop, what are you saying? It is that uh, this, this whole Feast of Trumpets, it's a reset to the year. And, say and, this time of the Feast of Trumpets, also, watch this, God says, I'm coming to visit. I'm coming to see about you personally. Between now and atonement. Say, so he's coming to visit and see about you personally. Between now and atonement. Now, Here's what the apples and honey for. Hebrews around the world are taking honey with an apple to declare this is going to be a sweet year, a pleasant year, a fulfilling year, an accomplished year, and an incredible year. Now, 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 I'm done. Here it is. Say Shana Tova. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. 
Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.